You're listening to the ministry of Potter's House Church Wandsworth, a Christian Pentecostal church based in South London, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our call is to reach the lost, make disciples and plant churches. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit us at phcwandsworth.co.uk. in an age where we uh, we download and install apps on our phone when I say that everyone understands amen everybody gets what I'm talking about because all of us we have smartphones I haven't uh, some of you I don't think no one has a dumb phone here and so what we do is we, we all know about this culture. I remember 2007 uh, uh, buying the first iPhone when it came out, buying it and learning about these apps that you've got to download and install. And, uh, uh, um, you know, I've just come back from our trip. You're going to hear a lot of illustrations over the next few weeks about the trip because that's how my mind works, whatever I've done. That's where I get my illustrations from. But, you know... Uh, uh, going to uh, landing in New York in at the uh, at the airport and just using uh, Uber to get around and 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 so getting at the air, airport and saying you know what how are we going to get there and so here I've got this app I've downloaded it I've installed it and it's helping me out how many know there are apps that help us that do all these different things in our lives and some of us there's some apps if we didn't have it we wouldn't be able to function the way that we function and I was thinking about this what if we could download and install an app on you what if we could download and install an app and that app would change you like if we could download and install wisdom how many know that would be a good app that we could download and install wisdom. And I was thinking about this because uh, if you read in the book of James, the Bible says if you ask, God will give you wisdom. And I believe when we get saved, God wants to give us wisdom. But I think some of us, we've downloaded it, but have we installed it? Because there's, there's a difference between downloading something, meaning you own it, you have it, and there's another process is that we have to install it. And... Uh, the way that me and you can really install wisdom is in this book of the Bible, specifically called Proverbs. And, and, uh, excuse me. And if you've read this book, Proverbs, you'll know what I'm talking about. I try to read Proverbs, a little bit of Proverbs, most days in my Bible reading because it gives me wisdom. And as I've been going through this over the years, um, recently I really felt challenged to preach from the book of Proverbs because I'm getting so much nuggets and it's helped me so much in my life. And so I, I, I want to try on a Wednesday when I get the opportunity to preach. To uh, I'm not saying I'm going to go for it every week or whatever, but as and when I can, I want to preach through this book. And so I've called this the Proverbs Project. And tonight I want to speak about installing wisdom in our lives. And so uh, many people here, you, th you, you would think like this, there's three types of people. There are wise people, they're just really wise. There are foolish people, they're just really foolish. And then you would think, well, then there's the rest of us. So we're just normal people. So there's the really wise people. That person is so clever, so wise. And then the fools, well, I hope you don't think you're a fool. Amen. And then there's that us, there's, you know, we're just, you know, we're getting through life. But really, when the Bible, the, what we see in the Bible, it actually doesn't show us that. It shows us really there's two types of people. There's wise decisions and there's foolish decisions. 
There's not just normal decisions. There's wise decisions, things that you do that are wise. And then there's things that you do that are foolish. And I was thinking, imagine if you could, like I said, you install this app and it would give you wisdom with money. How many would like more wisdom with money? Like just knowing how to make money, invest money, multiply money. How many would like that? Like right now I might not know what to do. Download. I know exactly what to do. Where's the stock market? And how many would like that? That by the end of the year, you, you know, your income has tripled, quadrupled. You're, you're, you're in those, what do they say? There's six figures. How many, how many, yeah, see, some of you are getting excited already. That, that's the series. Come on, so why don't you preach a series, six <laughs> figures? But you want that wisdom. What about our marriage? How many of wis- marriage needs wisdom? I've learned that the hard way. I've said some things, done some things that just weren't wise. And I didn't realize they weren't wise till afterwards. My wife is the wisdom indicator. I say something, no, that wasn't wise. And I say something else, it does wise. I, at the moment, I've taken her on a trip for a four so I'm in a good place, amen. We're in a good place at the moment, man, and I'm going to try and stay there as long as we can. Wisdom in ministry. Many times in ministry, pastors and ministers can do foolish things, can say foolish things. I'm sure, I, I, I've, I'm not sure, I know that I've done foolish things. I haven't always been wise. Uh, and so the reality is I want this thing uh, called wisdom. And so I want us to look into this. So we're going to start with Proverbs 7. But really what we're going to do is we're going to read the whole of Proverbs 1. We're going to go through this whole book so that we're going to put this sermon online. Then when you go home, you can read Proverbs 1 by yourself and you can go through it and listen to the sermon and it will help you. I'm going to try and wrap this up within half an hour. 40 minutes, that's why uh, I kind of started straight away. So this is going to be my launch text, Proverbs 1 verse 7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let me pray. Father, I just ask you right now to give us your wisdom, your spirit. Lord, I pray this is more than information. I pray this will cause transformation. Father, I pray wisdom would be installed, the wisdom that you have for us, Lord. We desperately need wisdom in our generation. We desperately need wisdom, Father, to do your will and to enjoy the life that you've you've called us to enjoy. I pray this in Jesus' name and God's people said, Amen. And so the Bible says here, this is about wisdom, and it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so I want to start with where does wisdom start? And so I've got a picture here of me and my wife. We went away. Let me show you this. Look at that. Statue of Liberty is that old 40-year-old guy with that 20-year-old woman. <laughs> Don't call the police. And so um, this is, uh, it looks like we've, we're just behind a picture, isn't it, really? <laughs> we didn't go there. We're in Peckham somewhere <laughs> in Dixie Chicken, and there's a picture of the, the building. But we're really there. And so we wanted to go there. We've been to, we've been to New York quite a few times. My dad lived in New York, so I've traveled there. But I've never been to the, 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 the tourist places. So we went to the Statue of Liberty. We went to the Empire State Building. And so to get to the Statue of Liberty, if any of you have been to New York, you've got to go to this place to get a ferry called Battery Park. And so it wasn't far from our hotel. So we, we had to, I had to find where the, I want to, I know where I want to get to. I want to get to the Statue of Liberty. I know where it is. But how do I get there? I can't just swim there. How do I get there? Because it's on an island. And so Liberty Island, and there's another one called Ellis Island next to it. How do I get there? And so I, I looked, and it said, the place where I've got to catch the ferry is a place called Battery Park. And so that's where we had to begin. 
That's where we take it off now because I don't know lusting after my wife. That woman's too beautiful. Amen. And so, uh, uh, <laughs> some dodgy single guys in there. Who knows, man? Find your own wife, man. Uh, amen. And so, the place where we began is Battery Park. The God, God is saying, if we want wisdom, we must start with the fear of the Lord. This is where it's got to start. It says, the fear of the Lord. Now, if you're someone here, you're not too sure about, what, to fear God? How does that work? I've got to fear God? That word fear means to reverence. And what it means is, I've got to reverence God and humble myself. That means I've got to put God here and I put myself underneath him. What it means is this. If you're going to be wise, you've got to bow everything in your life under God. Everything in your life has to bow under him. That's what reverence means. To fear God means I put him high and I humble myself. So that means whatever I think about money, if I disagree with what God thinks about money, well, I humble what I think under God. Yeah, so you could come to church and you could be like, this is what I think. And then when we tell you what the Bible says, you say, let me humble myself and I'm going to do what God says. What you think about sex and sexuality. The, how many know our world has a very different opinion about sex and sexuality than our God, than the Bible? And so you're going to come into church and I may say something that's about sex and sexuality over the Bible. And you'll be like, I disagree. And then you have to realize if you're going to fear God, reverence God, you've got to submit what you think under him see that's where wisdom is see if you want to be wisdom you've got to start there until you're willing to humble yourself and submit yourself under the word of God under the authority of God not my words if I give you my opinion that's like your opinion everybody has opinions we're not talking about opinions we're talking about the word of God he says fear the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom and so reverence and humility is where we have to start. Listen, when I go on holiday, uh, you know, holiday, travel, when I went to Congo, when I went to America, I take this adapter. I've had this adapter. We've got the picture of that adapter. I've got like this adapter. This is a little adapter here. And so on the side, it's got the countries. It says USA. It says China, Russia. I think it says UK, Europe. And so I've taken this all around the world. I've taken it to Africa. I've taken it to America. I've taken it to China and to uh, Congo. And it, it works everywhere. You just slide it out. And it's, it's a multi, it fits all different plugs of the world. I don't know any country that wouldn't fit. And if there is, maybe I'm not meant to go there. So it, it just fits all these different countries and it can, in it like that. When, we, when you get this wisdom that God is speaking about, real wisdom, it applies to everything. See, some of you are wise in some areas. And even before you was a Christian, you had a little bit of wisdom like that. But what we'll find is you're an idiot in other areas. You're like, that's a bit harsh. But that is it. An idiot is someone who doesn't know what to do. They refuse. That's it. They, 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 they're ignorant in that way. And so there's some things you're really good at. And so you came into church thinking, I'm so wise. So you might be good at earning money. So you came in and you earned more money. Than, and before you got saved, you had a good education. You're like, I'm so wise. But you're terrible in relationships. And then you, some of you here, you're really good at friendships and you're really good, you're a sociable person and you're really good at talking to people, but you're useless at getting things done. You just can't get nothing done. If we say meet us here at one, we know, let's turn up at 
Because they're not going to be, how many of you know, don't look at anybody. Don't look at anybody. Don't nudge nobody. Look at anybody. And so what we're saying is that is not real. That's not the wisdom that God is speaking about. He's speaking about a wisdom that is for all life, all places, all times, all people. See, Proverbs 1, if we could get Proverbs 1, verse 1, we're going to start to read through uh, the text. And I'm going to read through it fast, and then you can read it in your own leisure time. Please read it this week. But um, it says, uh, The Proverbs of Solomon and the son of David, the king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to to perceive the word of understanding, to receive... Uh, the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, uh, 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 um, equity. I, I struggle with that. Uh, to give uh, 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 pr- uh, prudence. I'm struggling today. Prudence. The jet lag. It's the jet lag, honestly. <laughs> prudence. This is the subject, man. Uh, prudence to the simple. That's me. Uh, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear the increase of an increase with learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wide and their riddles. He says in their wisdom, justice, judgment, and he goes on and he says, uh, and basically what he's saying is in, in this introduction, he's saying this is wisdom that is practical. So God wants to give you a practical wisdom. And when you read the Bible and you're reading the book of Proverbs, it's going to download and install practical wisdom. This means you're going to know how to behave and deal, and deal with people. You're going to understand. How many know some people just need that type of wisdom? How to behave and, and deal with life. You, 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 you lack that wisdom. You, you, can, you could play an instrument. You play the violin. The, excellent. But where is the wisdom... That you learn out. Not only is it practical wisdom, it's intellectual wisdom. God is going to give you intellectual wisdom. That's why He will increase your learning and the depth of your learning, the breadth of your learning. Now, I'm not here to blow my own trumpet, but many people have come up to me and said, Pastor, you're very educated, man. You're very intellectual. Listen, I was as dumb as dirt when I came into church. Literally, I was as dumb as that. I came into church, baggy jeans, just walking around. And, uh, you know, I remember, uh, you know, just came in uh, some Moschino jeans, whatever it's called. And a little raggedy roughneck and went to the altar, came up and was like, yeah, yeah what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no school and no nothing. The wisdom that God has given me, the, 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 the intellectual wisdom that God has given me is from the word of God. See, some of you are really clever and some of you have thought, after you've been saved a while, oh, I could have done really well in school. You ever felt that? You wouldn't have done well in school because you was dumb then. It's God who's given you wisdom. Some of you are in business right now and in the secular world and they're praising you and they're clapping after you. And listen, thank God for that. But I want to tell you, it's God who's done that. It's God who's doing that. And some of you are like, I want some of that. You've got to get into the word. Practical wisdom, intellectual wisdom, moral wisdom. A righteousness and a holiness to know how to please God. This, this may be uh, different. He says in there, understanding a proverb and an enigma. An enigma. Some of us, we don't, we don't use that word. You may not even know what it is. What it means is problem-solving wisdom. I want to tell you, life is going to give you problems. Life will always have problems in it. If you're one of these people that you thought when you got saved, all of a sudden, 
the sun would shine brighter, the birds would cheep, 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 sing. Some of you like cheep, like rock. No, like singing. And, you know, and so the, the, you'd walk on clouds. Every time you came to a light, it would open. Uh, everything was going to go well for you. No, 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 the Bible didn't say that. Listen, if you're alive, you're going to have a problem. Look at someone and say, if you're alive, you're going to have problems. That's life. That's life. If some of you are here, like, I'm, 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 I'm leaving God because there's a problem. Well, you, you, what can we say? See, don't, don't just try to pray for no problems because God won't answer that prayer. What you need is an, the wisdom that solves problems. The wisdom. See, I want to tell you this. Real wealth comes from people that can solve problems. Let me, let me show you what I mean now. Let's say a single woman, she hasn't got a driving license. She wants to get places, but she doesn't want to get some minicab because she's like, who's that brother? And so she's like, that's a problem. Someone came up with the idea of Uber. They've solved someone's problem. Now they're billionaires. See, everything that we think is good, like, you know what, there's a problem. How do I, I want to get to New York, but I don't want to be on a boat for three days. Then you know what? Let's, let's make a plane. You've solved a problem. See, there's some of you here, you want to get rich. I want to tell you how, if, if you would say, God, give me wisdom that I can solve problems. A man that can see a problem and be like, you know what? Let me design something. It's something as simple as opening a bottle opener. That's a pro How do you open a bottle? I've got to go to the bar. and No, no, no. We've designed one that you put in your pocket. Hey, solved. Selling millions of them. Millionaire. These are things that we realize that we need the wisdom to become problem solvers. See, the, the enigmas of life. Some people, you, you're going to need uh, the ability to figure out some people. Because some people in this world, they want to use their head on you. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you, do you understand what that means? Yeah, because that's kind of old school. You're trying to use your head on me. I, I don't. Okay, look at that honesty. Oh, what honesty? From the mouth of babes, the Bible says. Listen, to use your head on someone is when someone is trying to trick you. When someone is trying to swindle you. When someone is, no, no, uh, and you realize, hold up, no, 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 you're trying to, and as a pastor, I need that. Because I need that type of wisdom because I'm like, okay, I'm going to counsel you. I'm going to, what's, what's going on here? How do I judge this? What's right? What's wrong? And so you're going to need this wisdom in life. How many know we want this type of wisdom? I need this wisdom. See, in the text, it says that it's for all types of people. He says he gives prudence to the simple. That means God will give, God's word is going to give wisdom if you're simple. The word simple means that kind of foolish. We could even say it means someone who's just not very wise at all. You're making silly mistakes. I want to tell you the word of God is for you tonight. It can make you wise. It says um, to the youth, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. God wants to give you those that are inexperienced, that you don't have to make the same mistakes we made. See, there's some of you here, God has a plan for you and he wants to get you there quick. 
but you've got to learn from others. You know, the problem is, is that too many young people, they don't want to listen to others. And so, you know what? No, I'm not like them. And by saying you're not like them, you become like them by making the same mistakes they made. There may be someone who made mistakes morally. They were like, you know what, when I got saved, I wasn't really too uh, holy. I didn't realize what I needed to do. And so I was hanging out with the opposite sex. And you know what? I made a mistake. And then you try to tell someone younger and they're like, yeah, but I'm different. I'm not like that. Okay. And then they make the same mistake. See, this is the issue. We want young people to have wisdom so that they learn and they don't have to make the same mistakes we made. So that when you're... 20, you're where I am at 40. And so he says to the youth, but not only to the youth and to the, uh, 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 to the simple, he says, um, a wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Understanding a proverb, an enigma, and we read that already. And what he's saying here is that not only is it for the simple, the unexperienced, but this wisdom is for the wise. See, because if you're wise... God wants to make you wiser. See, God wants you to constantly increase in wisdom. See, it's sad when someone was wise in the early years of their salvation and then they do foolish things later on. How many know that? How many know it would be a shame for me to be wise and then now, as I, as I go later on in my years, I start acting like a rude boy. You see me in Win Stanley. I don't know what young rude boys do now, so I'm not even going to try to pretend to be one. But how many know it would be embarrassing? Have you ever seen that type of thing, a big man doing what little kids do? You should know better, big man. No, 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 no. You should know. You should, okay, you was 20 walk like that, but you're a big man now. And so we want to move from uh, uh, wisdom to wisdom. He says, a wise man hears and increase. You know the beauty of this? God wants you to grow in wisdom. So that, and, and, and a man who's wise always stays relevant. The older he gets, listen, Pastor Warner is still relevant. The guy's in his 60s in a wheelchair. He's still relevant. Someone sent me a, a text today of uh, Prescott there in their conference. They've built a new building. It looks amazing. Pastor Mitchell, still relevant. We will still listen. When he preaches to us, we're like, oh my days. He's, this is a man who's nearly 90, still relevant. Because wisdom is always current. Wisdom is always current. The sad thing is you have old people trying to be fashionable, using no wisdom, You've just turned into an old fool. You've got to stay wise to increase. I, I don't have to stay. I, you know, listen, I'm not trying to dress like nobody. I'm not trying to, be, you know, what's the latest trainers? What's the latest thing? Put my hat to. No, no, no. I, I'm 46. I'm going to dress like 46. This is what I am. I'm going to act like this. Is the, as you grow, you grow. But you should be growing in wisdom. See, what we need is older saints full of wisdom in this church. Not trying to be young with the young people. Not trying to hang out with them and dress like them. and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. What we need is for you to be wise. And as you give them wisdom, the young people will come to you and be like, we need more wisdom. We need more wisdom. We, what we want is wisdom. We're hungering for wisdom. Because they can find people that are fashionable in their uni, in their school. But I want to tell you, they'll walk the world. They won't find many wise people anymore. It keeps you always current. You know, on my 
phone or my iPad, sometimes I go back to an old app I haven't used in a while, and it comes up, this app is no longer compatible with this updated software. Basically, the developer didn't keep up, and it's, del it's obsolete. Delete it. Get rid of it. If you don't grow in wisdom, eventually, you become obsolete. You become obsolete. People are like, oh yeah, back in the day, that person used to be... How many know we don't want that said about us? Okay, so let's talk about the warning of wisdom. Before I went to the Congo, I had to get my jabs. And so I had to get a lot of jabs. Uh, and so I can't remember all the things that uh, I had to get. I was meeting someone today, they they be traveling and they had to get jabs. And so some countries you go to, they still got malaria. You have to get jabs because you, you, don't, you don't want to roll there and get sick. And so it's a protection thing. And so wisdom, when you have it, it protects you from being enticed by the world. See, without wisdom, many times you're going to be enticed by things. And those things are going to cause you problems. Verse 10, look what he says here. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them like Sheol. The, uh, uh, let those who go down to the pit, we shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. I want to tell you, this is so current for today. This is so current for today because when you think about it, that's what we see. Let, let me read it in a different translation. Uh, did we get the, uh, the message translation there? Okay, I'm going to put that up. Let, if you could put that up. Uh, and, uh, okay, you've already done it. There you go. And so, dear friend, if bad companions tempt you, do not go along with them. If they say, let us go out and raise some hell. Let us beat up some old man, mug some old woman. Let's pick them clean. How many know this is current? This is how people act. This is how people are acting today. Let us get them ready for their funeral. We'll load up on top quality loot. Gucci belt. We'll haul it home by the truckload. Join us for the time of your life. With us, it's share and share alike. Oh friend, don't give them a second look. I remember when I was a kid, I was 16, 15 or 16, and we was hanging out. I used to hang out just in Stockwell Park, Stockwell Road. I, I, I grew up in Kennington, and all my friends lived in Stockwell or Brixton. And we were hanging out, and I'm 15, 16, and I'm just there, and one of the guys said, let's, let's, let's rob somebody. Let's rob somebody. And I, you know, I didn't go there to rob anybody, but somebody said it, and we were like, yeah, let's do it. And I remember we robbed somebody. We robbed someone's handbag. And I don't, I, listen, I remember this, this person screaming, this woman screamed. It was a woman and a guy, and she screamed. And I realized at that moment, like, no, this, this life ain't for me. <laughs> no, I'm serious. So I'm just telling you now. So I'm not trying to be OG up in this, yeah, I should walk over with shank. No. No, no, no. When that woman screamed, something said to me, this ain't for me. No, 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 no. I was brought up better than that. No, 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 no. That man, they're on a different level. I was like, no, no, I'll be more white-collar crime from now on. <laughs> so I didn't go legit, but I didn't. But I didn't want to do that 
I didn't go out my house and think, yeah, I'm going to rob someone tonight. I was sitting among friends and I was enticed. See, a man that doesn't have wisdom will always be enticed to do bad things. Even if he doesn't want to. A woman, you're moving in the wrong circle, man. You know, carnival's coming up soon. Oh, my days. What's happening here? Some of you, listen, this is for you. You better make up your mind. You better have some wisdom. There was a, a, a young guy in Rotherhive when I was the youth leader there, and um, his mom came up to me and she said, can you, can you write a note for my son? He's got arrested. And so he was a youth in the youth leader, and I said, what happened? And so um, she said he got arrested because he was with his cousin, and the cousin ran across the road and robbed this guy's chain. And straight away, the police snatched them up. That's how foolish they are. Police was so close. Just snatch, snatched. And so I spoke to the guy, and I said, bro, what happened? And he said, um, I wasn't a pastor at the time. He said, brother, come on here. I was just hanging out with him. I said, listen, this is a warning. And you know what? I had preached to them the, the week before about good, bad company corrupts good character. I said, I remember, I told you. And he was like, you did. And I said, all right, if you promise that you're going to move in a different direction, I'll write a note. I write a letter, and we wrote a letter, and he gave it in, and nothing, he kind of got out of it, nothing happened. And today, he's still in Rotherhive, he's married, he's in ministry, he's a good guy. But you've got to realize is that when you don't have wisdom, you're going to be enticed to do things that you, you wouldn't normally do. And we need that wisdom. See, what's going to be enticing about this, and this is why it's so current today. And if you people want to understand gang culture, you can put a, a, a weights machine in the park. That don't stop gang culture. I'm just keeping it real. Because you don't understand the draw of gang culture. The two things that we see from this is friendship and gain. Those are the two things. And this is why the Bible is so current. This is why you've got to read it and get wisdom. Because these are the things that, are, that young men and young women want now. And they get into things. And the reason you're doing things is because of companionship and friendship and gain. See, um, as I've got older, I'm, the car that I, I have now is, is a higher. When I was young, I used to like a low car, sitting in it low, seat back. Just, uh, when I, those type of cars, I'm too old. When I, when I get out, I'm, and I get in, I like a higher car now, so I kind of just step in and it's like a park bench. <laughs> when you see me, it's like I'm driving a bus. But I feel comfortable, you know, when you get older, you're young, you like that thing. And so, because my car's higher, sometimes I'm in, a, I'm in a, something's happened, traffic, and there's like a pavement in between. But because my car's higher, I can just be like, Tcha. And just go over the pavement. Yeah, and I, I just go over and just go the other way and, and find a, a new direction. If you're in a Porsche, Ferrari, they can't do that. They're stuck. In a car, you can kind of almost go where you want. Life is not really like that. Life is not like a car. Life is more like a train. And what I mean by that, a train can't go where it wants. A train is stuck on a track. And... What you've got to realize is that companionship and friendships 
put you onto a track. Because look what he says. Put um, verse 15 up there, please. In Proverbs 1. We're still in Proverbs 1. That's all we're reading today. He says, my son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path and your feet uh, 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 run to, so their feet run to do evil. They make haste to say, he's saying, listen, keep out of their way. And you have to have wisdom. A man who's wise he looks at a friendship or an association, a, a, a companionship, and he, he doesn't just see the friendship, because the friendship's nice. We all like to have friends. Come on. There's nobody here that doesn't want more friends and likes to have friends. But he looks at the friendship, and he, he looks and he says, it's not just a friendship. What track is it on? What, 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 what lane is this on, this friendship? Because what he understands is friendship puts you onto a certain path. People that you associate with puts you onto a certain pathway. And once you are on that pathway, it's not easy to get off. It's not going to be easy to get off. See, the wise man can see the track. When we was in New York, the day that we actually went, uh, no, it was the next day, because we, from the hotel we could walk to Battery Park and get... Uh, go to the Statue of Liberty. But the next day, we, I said, okay, we're going to go Empire State Building and we're going to go um, Times Square. And so we had to get a train there, a tube, the subway. And so I go down. And so you, you, you just realize how things are foreign because I'm like, oh, how do we do this? I don't know where. And so we went to the woman on sheepish. Yeah, we want to go to. Um, and she's like, Wait, where do you want to go? No, we want to go. Yeah, come on. And we're like, oh, we want to. And she just give us one ticket. I was like, why, why the one ticket? Because you can go use the ticket. And I was just like, all right, let's just get out of here because this woman is, she just doesn't look like she's happy. And so I'm, we're on the train now. So my wife is with me. So I've got to just be like, yeah, what's going on in here? I've got to figure this. How many brothers? You've got to figure this thing out. You've got to work this thing out. You can't be like, oh, what's going on there? You do it. No, 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 no. And so. I'm like, all right, let's go here. And she's like, mm, she's giving me some wisdom and I'm downloading that wisdom, processing it. And so we get on the train. And when I get on the train now, the first thing I do is look for well, the track I'm on, where I want to go. And it's like, let's just see what the next stop is. I didn't just get on the train and sit on it. Like, oh, we're on a train. We don't have to walk. I, straight away, I got on the train. I'm like, okay, what's... This track was what? This is uh, 90th and 40th Avenue. Okay, listen. And we want to go uptown. Okay, let's look at the next track. And when the train comes in, it's 40th. Okay. Yeah, that's the right way. I had to check. See, if you've got wisdom, you need to check where this friendship's going. Where is this friendship going? Oh, no, we're just hanging out. No, people don't just hang out. It's going somewhere. Where is it going? Because I'd be a fool to get on the subway and not check where I'm going. See, this wisdom is desperately needed. See, wise people can see the net that's um, spread for a trap. And, and, and let me explain what it says, because maybe you've read this and you didn't know what it meant. Verse 17. Have we got the 17? Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. What that means is, if you wanted to catch a bird, you wouldn't let it see the trap. 
if the bird knows that you're trying to trap it, it would not go there. So you could have what the bird wants, be like, birdie, you like that. You put it there and the bird sees it's a trap. It says, in vain, you would lay that net. It'd be pointless. But then go on to the next. He says, but they lie in wait for their own blood. Uh, they lurk secretly for their own lives. It's saying that someone who's foolish, they always see the gain, but they never see the net. They always see, oh, this, will, this is good. But everybody else can see, there's a net there. There's a trap. That's a trap. But the fool, if you haven't got wisdom, you're always only seeing the, the, the gain. Oh, that's what I like. I like that. I like him. He's nice. But we can, that's a trap. That's a trap. Oh, I like, I like that. I want to do that. And the Bible says, if you don't have wisdom, you're always going to see the gain, but you never see the net. We need this wisdom. I want to say before uh, we close is that life is harsh for the fool. You know, one of the hardest things about pastoring is when people make foolish decisions and I see them hurting and that hurts me. And I think you don't, you didn't have to hurt like this. That's one of the hardest things about pastoring is that I can't wave a wand and get people out of it. Because when you reject wisdom, wisdom is going to reject you. And life is very harsh for the fool. Very harsh. Look what it says in verse 24. And then we're going to bring it down. Because this is speaking about wisdom. Now you've got to understand it's creating a, a picture of wisdom. And so it's not God saying this, it's wisdom speaking, and obviously it's God's word. He says, because I've called and you've refused, that's wisdom. I've stretched out my hands and no one regards. Because you uh, uh, what's disdained my counsel and would have none of my rebukes, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. Think of how wisdom, this is wisdom saying, listen, you didn't want me. When it goes wrong for you, I laugh at you. What it's saying is, your life becomes a joke when you do not have wisdom. You become a joke. When I was in Rotherhive, we used to say this among ourselves. Because how many of Pastor Carnegie tell stories? Pastor Carnegie could tell stories all day, man. He can tell stories so well. When you listen to it, you're a captain. And we would say, bro, I don't, want, I don't want to be one of Pastor Carnegie's stories. That's what we would say to one another. We'd be like, bro, you're going to become a story. He'd be like, yeah, we knew this brother. He was on fire one time. <laughs> he was an usher. He was doing well. And now he's dead. I'd be like, bro, that's you. I'd be like, bro. And so it's saying you become a joke. Well, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me. Now I want wisdom, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. You know what it is? Because how many know 
when you've done something stupid, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. You've become wise, but how many know that wisdom doesn't help you now? That's what it says. This is why this book is so important to our lives. This is why we've got to be like, I need this wisdom. Because listen to me, the fool designs their own death sentence. The fool is making their own electric chair. The fool is building their own hangman. The fool is, is, is creating their own poison. Wisdom is calling. Wisdom is not hard to find. This is, this is, this is the thing that kind of threw me off a little bit, but I, I thought about it and I was like, well, it's Bible. Do you know what God says to us? Just stop ignoring wisdom. But I, what? Wis, we, how many you know sometimes we think, we, oh, I need wisdom, like it's something hard to find. If only if I was wiser. If only if I, no, no, no. The Bible says wisdom is not hard to find. Wisdom is not hard to find because if you read from verse 20, it says this. Have we got 20? Verse 20, you got it? Okay, great. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief, what's this, consorts? Concourse, okay. At the opening of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. You know what it's saying? Wisdom is everywhere. Wisdom is crying out. He's saying, if, you have, if you're not being wise, it's not because there's a lack of wisdom. It's because you're rejecting wisdom. It's because we're rejecting it. It's because we've stopped being humble and we've stopped learning. One of the problems with Western society is this. There's many problems, but one of the things is we think when we leave school, we, stop, we should stop learning. No. I'm not going to stop learning until I stop breathing. I'm still learning. I'm still a student of life, student of the Bible, student of people, student of my wife, student of myself. I'm still trying to learn. I, I, I've got to be open. See, maybe what God would be saying to us today is stop rejecting wisdom. Stop rejecting. Some of you, God is calling out to you, and what you're rejecting is salvation. God is calling you and saying, listen, you need to get saved. And you're rejecting it. And you're going to keep making foolish decisions. Others of you, there's things in your life you've got to get right. He's calling out to you. And if you're honest, you've been hearing him. He's been calling you. He's been calling you about your money. He's been calling you about your marriage. He's been calling you about your ministry. He's been prodding. He's been calling you and you've rejected it. And what you're doing is you're rejecting wisdom. And today, if we would all just say, God, I don't want to reject your wisdom anymore. I want to actually walk in the truth because I don't want to get to a place where my foolishness ruins my life. For good. I've I got to take this. How many know sometimes we've got to just say, I've got to take this serious. He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That this is what I need. I need, I need God's wisdom. 
verse 22, he says, how long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? How long, you simple ones, would you love? Sometimes we just, what he's saying is you're distracted by silly things. The, the things that you're, yeah, I'm, I'm giving all my time to this. This is a silly thing. You're rejecting wisdom for a silly thing. You've got to say, no, 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 I can't be wasting my time anymore with this simplicity. How, you simple ones. The simple one is an idiot. He says, for the scorner delights in their scorning. The fool hates knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. How do you respond if we correct you or we rebuke you? We're trying to give you wisdom. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. God says, listen, if you humble yourself, wisdom I will pour out on you. You will have more wisdom than you ever need. I will make my, no my words known to you. What God is saying to us today is, listen, if you will humble yourself, I will give you more wisdom than you ever could. If you will humble yourself, if you will put me in my place and bow everything underneath me and say, you know what, this is going to be my priority. I'm going to go into your word. But the last verse in chapter one says, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely and be secure without fear of evil. How many want that to be their testimony? How many want to live a life safe and secure? How many want your money safe and secure? How many want your marriage and your kids safe and secure? How many want your ministry, your salvation safe and secure? Whether it's summer, winter, autumn, it doesn't matter. I want my salvation safe and secure. The Bible says, listen, it's tied to wisdom. Tonight, no longer am I rejecting God's wisdom. I'm going to humble myself and say, God, I want your wisdom. Amen. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you've been blessed, edified, and challenged by the sermon to reach the lost and make disciples. For more information on what we do and who we are, visit us at phcwandsworth.co.uk.